Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Life Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, episode 20. Grateful to you for hanging out here with us. Uh, uh, Debbie Dejanovic just came running into the studio. So she, she, she said, Lee, I have a, a very important announcement to make about my future. Uh, please, does it ha- what are you up to? I am not running for governor. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. She's referring, of course, to a conversation I had uh, earlier with Utah Congressman Rob Bishop. He announced here on the program that he wasn't uh, running. And if I'm honest, I feel a little funny about it. Again, full disclosure, I used to work for the congressman out in Washington, D.C. And if you had asked me uh, earlier this morning or yesterday over the past little stretch what his future would be, I... I tried to hold back my prediction just because of this kind of unique circumstance in which I find myself. But my prediction was that uh, he was going to run. I thought today I was going to learn that he was running. So you're sensing uh, some anticipation. That I like that word. I want to break it down before I agree to it. But it sounds it sounds you anticipated one thing and you're disappointed that it went the other. Yeah, but the disappointment is in myself. I wasn't able to read that, and I shouldn't admit that on a program that is essentially based on my opinions oh, no, and predictions. I think we should be transparent and truthful to yeah. our listeners. And, and quite frankly, as I was listening to that entire uh, conversation, as he built up to that final hard no, <laughs> I was expecting that he was going to end uh, with an announcement that he was running. Mm. So he mm. surprised me, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Lee. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm going to hone my skills. I'm going to hone my skills of prediction. Uh, Debbie Dejanovic has just here announced she will not be running for governor. I'm sure there are many people on staff who will be able to <laughs> chime in throughout the show and tell you the same thing. We're, I'm not running to for governor. We're going to find out what everyone's plans are. No, but there have been weeks of speculation, so I was really glad to hear from him directly, from Absolutely. the congressman, uh, that he was not running. So now we can stop talking about him. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. At least in that vein. Sure, sure, As sure. a possible candidate for governor. Yeah. Uh, Deputy Janovic, thank you so much. Uh, listen, this segment, uh, I'm going to be talking about something that happened over the weekend. You're aware of the Eagle Forum. They, over the weekend, had their 2020 convention. It was on Saturday out in Sandy. Uh, it was catered by Olive Garden. So bottomless breadsticks, if you're a fan of that. Catered by Olive Garden. Uh, I am. I like it. Uh, at the Eagle Forum convention, a number of folks spoke, including uh, Mike Lee was there, Tim Ballard. Uh, you, you know Tim Ballard? He is the uh, Underground Railroad guy. Um, Operation Underground Railroad has dedicated himself over the past number of years to uh, liberating uh, young women and girls who find themselves uh, in the horrible, horrible uh, business of uh, being trafficked for uh, sex trafficking. He combats that. He was there speaking at the Eagle Forum as well as well as Chris Stewart, Gail Rizika, and Stan Ellsworth. Uh, you may know him. I'm going to admit I don't know who that is, but uh, the image of him, he's got uh, long hair, big beard, and a uh, denim cutoff vest. 
so you know he's got good things to say. Uh, at that convention, a question was asked of some of the candidates for governor of the state of Utah. I want to get through it really quickly because uh, time is tight. They were asked about abortion. As governor, would you sign the proposed bill defining human life as beginning at conception? This is a trigger bill that will be introduced this year. So obviously it'll only take place if uh, we get the right to, to, in the state of Utah, to govern ourselves. Spencer Cox answered that question in this way. I'm going to play his response in his entirety, uh, and we're going to talk about it afterwards. Hang tight. Uh, and thank you for that question, Gail. I, I said this uh, a, a few months ago at, at our convention. I, I, I truly believe that, it, that at some point in the future, future generations will look back on, on us today, and they will, they will look at abortion the way we look at slavery. Um, it, it, will, it will go down in history as one of the greatest travesties um, in, in the history of humankind. And, and the, the answer is yes. I mean, the easy answer is yes. I get 90 seconds to talk more about this, right? And, and, and this, this matters. And it matters that, that Utah be be at the forefront of letting people know the, the impact and the importance of life. Now, there are some important things that we have to do, though. We can't just talk about abortion and talk about these bills. We have to do more to, to let people know we are losing young voters at an alarming rate in our party, in the Republican Party, because we're not talking about how we care about people. We, we can't just talk about what we're against. We need to talk about what we're for. We that's Spencer Cox uh, over the weekend responding to a question about uh, abortion. Uh, and his response included a comparison that in some day we down the line will look back on our nation's uh, allowing for abortion through law. Uh, and we will look at it with the same sort of disdain and scorn and shame uh, with which we look back on our nation's practice of slavery. Now. That stems, of course, from his position uh, of being unapologetically pro-life, as he states. He, over the weekend, sent uh, a written statement, a response, if you will, to some of the outrage that had been voiced by House and Senate Democrats here in Utah about his comparison. I want to read you uh, first uh, some of that criticism, and then we'll go back and hear uh, what the... Lieutenant Governor had to say an explanation. Uh, the statement came from, again, top uh, Democrat ethnic minority members, uh, both in the House of Senate, uh, House and Senate here in the state of Utah. That's Representatives Hollins, Romero, Kwan, and Wheatley, and Senators Escamilla and Iwamoto. We're going to speak uh, later on in the program to Representative Romero, uh, but here is what they sent out over the weekend as a joint statement. It said, to compare the brutal enslavement of black Americans to a woman's constitutional protected right is offensive. Uh, that was said by Sandra Hollins. Uh, and she goes on, human bondage, forced labor, and destruction of families is the darkest possible mark on our nation's soul, and its effects are still felt to this day. We hope that future political discourse in our state will not include such callous political language. The lieutenant governor uh, following that had this to say, uh, that uh, on Saturday, I was asked a question regarding my position on abortion. He says, I oppose abortion, allowing only rare exceptions for rape, incest, or life of the mother. There are hundreds of thousands of abortions performed in our country each year. I have always tried to be a voice for the most vulnerable in our society, those facing intergenerational poverty, refugees in the LGBTQ community, our multicultural communities, and yes, the unborn. I also include in my response that our party should do more to support single mothers, pregnant women, and children facing poverty and trauma. I continue to be unapologetically pro-life. Uh, there's a little bit 
a little bit more to it. He joined uh, uh, Dave and Debbie this morning. I have just enough time to play his comment uh, on this morning's uh, program. So we'll have that, and then we'll take a break. And then in the next segment, we're going to speak with Representative Romero, who will represent uh, the folks who are a little bit flustered and frustrated and, and upset with the comparison made uh, between abortion and slavery. So here is Spencer Cox with his last word on uh, his comments from the weekend. My, my point was I was pointing out something that I think is is, is, is very troubling, very bad, um, that is, is uh, it, 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 for my entire life, I, I've been pro-life and care deeply about life, uh, the life of the unborn, um, as well as life in, in, in every corner of our society. And uh, and comparing comparing the loss of that life, over 800,000 abortions in, in our country um, this past year, to something that, that I also think is, is just a, a terrible and reprehensible black mark on our um, on our country and of course never intended uh, to any in any way uh, minimize the, uh, the the terrible things that happened during an era of, of slavery and and the repercussions of that so that's half the story we'll get the other half next with representative Angela Romero joining us on the phone to speak about a comparison made by lieutenant governor Spencer Cox uh, where he compared uh, abortion uh, to slavery that's next up here on live Mike I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.